Thoughts Only Podcast Design with you and mine here. I got three special guests. We are all a part of the same group. Please introduce yourselves. We're going to start with Elijah. Go ahead. Well, I'm Elijah Smith. I also got a podcast called the Black Boy Talks Podcast. Make sure y'all go check that out. Go ahead. Next person. I'm Miles. I go by kilometers. I am an artist. Um, doing my thing out here in Houston, Texas. Shout out, man. Uh-oh. <laughs> Shout out to Houston. <laughs> All right, Trill. My name is Mark Fitzgerald, a.k.a. Trill Forte. Uh, artist, musician, producer, yeah. uh, CEO of Legacy. That's where everybody's a part of in here. Let's go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in Houston, Texas, doing our thing out here, making big moves, looking for everybody to join a movement of Ooh. greatness Ooh. on the path of greatness. Yeah. Anyways, I'm I'm quit talking. I'm quit talking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now before we before we jump into this, I want y'all to please explain what the group is about real briefly. You know what I'm saying? Just give the people a little bio. I'm gonna let the owner do nope. that. Limo, so you, uh, I'm the owner of Leading Legacy. <laughs> um, Leading Legacy is a not just a group; it's a family. Yes. We are here to grow and help each other elevate mentally, spiritually, and physically in every aspect uh, of life. Um, as we go on this journey called life, we are here to help each other grow. Um, you know, positively, of course. We're coming together for one big purpose, you know. Okay, that's that's dope. Have any of y'all dropped? Well, I know y'all dro- y'all be dropping music, but y'all want y'all want people to know any new songs that's coming out, or you know, what I'm saying how they can reach y'all on the platforms. So uh, currently, I am working on my album. All right. Oh, okay. 2021 called Night Vibes. Um, it has a whole theme to it, so. I can't wait to drop it. You know, y'all gonna love it. Other than that, Trail Forte just dropped uh, No Limit at the beginning of the year. So if you haven't heard that, man, make sure you go check that out. Just run them numbers up. I'm on Night Vibes with my boy Kilo. That's the project I've been working on. I'm working with people. So if anybody's looking forward to to working with me, just hit me up. I'm on every social media uh, you can probably think of. Instagram, Twitter. You find me on Facebook too, Trill Forte at T R E A L F O T R E. That's how you can find me every day of the week. <laughs> Ooh, why, why didn't niggas spit it? Niggas started spitting. Wait a minute, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, y'all, y'all, did y'all hear that, dog? I'm on earbud, bro. He's spitting. No cap, <laughs> bro. No cap, zap, no cap, zap. What? All right, so let's like right that. <laughs> I gotta suck that in, dog. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? You gotta give a little game spit something that way. Yes, God. This is why we we proud to be a part of the group. It's really a family, guys. And yeah, we always stay in touch. But let's get right into the topic, fellas. Okay, this topic is I think is is talked about amongst a lot of black people, minority people. Um, I want to talk about racism amongst black men because I feel like we are the target of the U.S. I feel like we're a big target. We are endangered species, in my opinion. So I really want to get three other males besides myself to really speak on this topic. So I'm going to go down the line. What does racism mean to each one of y'all? What what does that mean? What does the word racism stand out to you? What does it mean? Starting with Elijah. Um... In my opinion, I believe racism is discrimination against, um, you know, a different ethnicity or race. Um, just, just basically like you know, discrimination against somebody, uh, another, you know, race or group. Okay. So you feel like it's it's discriminating discrimination against any race? Yeah. Okay. Mark. Um, a lot of times when you see racism, you see it in the sense of a separation of power. Mm. Um, 
whether it be the power you have politically, spiritually, mentally, physically, um, just by the looks, it's a separation. And um, a lot of times we can look at somebody and then, of course, the stem discriminate off of what we see on the outside, what we've, you know, been programmed to look at and different things cause this racism. So, I mean, it's a lot of separation that comes from the way we look in our perspective of things. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. I the answer. Okay. Colombo Kilo. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell the people what you think. Um, racism to me is just being hated because you look different. Oh, right. Being Simple. hated because you don't look like you know what everybody else looks like. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So, we go. Do you think? Do any of y'all think that people are taught to be racist, or do you feel like this is something they're born born to be? Do you feel like racism is taught? Definitely. I, th- I think so. Yeah. I believe it can be taught. As I said before, a lot of it is perspective. So, depending on your culture, where you come from, as your as your demographic, your location being, of course, your parents. Your parents are definitely a huge influence. So, if they are racist in a sense, and they don't tell you necessarily they're racist, you know, them them how they act towards people, and you seeing and witnessing how those people act towards people, and can influence you. In ways that you've never expected. Absolutely, I I feel like you know, kid. Nobody's born in. No one's born anything. Only thing you're born into knowing what to do is how to. You know what I'm saying? Sucking your. You know what I'm saying? How, know how to know how to breastfeed. Know how to eat. That's the only thing you're knowing how to do and cry. So racism is definitely. Not, you're not born into it. You're definitely taught it. You know what I'm saying? If that's learning from your parents being racist to other people, you kind of pick up on that as a child. You know what I'm saying? I just don't think you're born into anything, you know. But here's another question. Have you guys ever had a run-in with the cops? Were, were a traffic stop or, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yes. So I was on my way to work, and um, I was stopped, and I was told I am not allowed to have the, uh, you know, the little air freshener trees we have hanging from the... Uh... Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I was told, you know, to take that away, that that's against the law. Hmm. I was confused. What was what was the damn? What law did you break? <laughs> for real. Besides having your car smell good. I didn't break no law. I'll just stop for that. Oh fuck! Have y'all ever heard of this people? people? I don't know. This man, this man was told. That, this man was told that an air freshener was illegal, even though they sell it in any store. Oh weird. Okay. In that sense, uh, I believe uh, all the air freshener trees should be confiscated because they uh, don't work. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Like, what, I mean, they in Walmart, they in Family Dollar. Y'all, y'all trying to get us like, what's up? They are they illegal or not? Um. Okay. My experience with the with the cops. Um. We were going into Pearland. I'm sure. Well, Elijah probably don't know, but. We was going into Pearland, Texas. It's a whole different county from Houston, um, from Harris County, it's Brazoria County, which is dominantly white and Caucasian. You know what I'm saying? Just that's just statistics over there. So we were driving. Uh, we crossed the 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 county line, and um, right when we crossed it, you know how the, the cops be kind of ducked off on the side roads. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, when we passed the cop up, you know how you had that initial feeling like something's about to go down. Yeah. So. We passed the cop up. Um, we all we have we all have have on our seatbelts. Um, it was my, me, um, my mother, and my best friend who's Native American. He's not black, but he's Native American. He's mixed with Hispanic, so I guess he's minority. Um, so we pass him up, and then the sirens automatically comes on. Um, my mom turns the radio down. Um, it's sad, but she automatically told us, "Don't move." You know what I'm saying? Don't make no sudden movements. And that just goes to show how endangered mothers feel that their kids are, you know, with the cops. We didn't do anything wrong. So we passed them up. Um, 
you know, when Wong starts slowing down, because he gets on a little megaphone and say, pull over, pull over. You know, they're dramatic. So he's like, pull over. We pull over to the side road. Um, then he tell us to move up because we're in the way of the passing cars, which we were not. But, you know, we, we move forward. And um, he gets out. His, gun, his hand is automatically on his holster of his gun. So we're like, okay, this is a traffic stop. Stop and you are ready. You know what I'm saying? Prepared to shoot somebody. So, you know, he pulls up. He kind of stands off from the window and he asks for my mother's um, ID, which is the right protocol to do. But he asks for my ID and I'm in the back seat. So I'm like, okay, sir. What You know what I'm saying? In my head, I'm like, what? why is you asking me? So I give him my ID. Um, he does not ask my best friend for his ID. Now, in this, in my, in in my opinion, this is where the profiling comes in, because you're gonna ask me in the back seat, and I'm next to my best friend who looks, he looks white, but he's not. He didn't ask him at all for his ID. You know what I'm saying? And we're both in the back seat, so I'm like, you only asking the two black people for their ID. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. We give him our ID. We we don't have any warrants. We don't have anything. He comes back and tells us that, you know, um, he pulled us over because we were trading too close to the car in front of us. So I'm like, okay, you just making up shit. Like, you can get a ticket for that, but usually cops that pull you over for that are being real petty. You know what I'm saying? He was like, you're supposed to be 10 feet away, but you was like nine feet away from the car in front of you. Just some bull, you know, bullshit. So um, he give us back our IDs. He says that we can go. Um, but yeah, that was my running with the cops and with the cop. And I feel like it was kind of profiling cause he did not ask him for his ID, but you know what I'm saying? We made it out alive. So I'm grateful for that. Um, but yeah, that was my experience. Trail, have you had experience with the cops pulling you over? Um, not necessarily. Um, me personally, I was there, of course, I guess you can say in the sense of, uh, um, when I was younger, I don't totally remember that experience because of me being younger, but I was in the car. My brother, he was on the way to the house, and uh, mm-hmm. we was in Rosenberg, which is typically a lot of times uh, known for, at that time, um, dealing with certain cops that feel certain way about certain people of a certain stature. Mm-hmm. So um definitely uh, got pulled over. My brother was in the road. Um, cop had uh, got on this intercom and told us to pull over to the side. Mm-hmm. And um, honestly, there was no true reason that we got pulled over. No true reason that we got pulled over. Right. I don't believe, from my recollection, there was any ticket that was provided or anything of that nature but we were pulled over that day. And I know for sure that, you know, my brother was telling me those things too. They're like, this guy's tripping, but just be cool. Right. So I I definitely know that, of course, it's out there. It's definitely out there. And, And I've seen it, but personally, in a sense, haven't really experienced it too Harsh extent. Right, I feel that. I feel that. So, um, who's oh Kilo? I'm not a Kilo. Elijah, have you had experience with the cops pulling you over? Um, no. Probably like when I was younger, but my stepfather was like such a good talker, so he like kind of like finessed his way out, you know, the situation. So I never really experienced no, you know, no uh fucked up cop. Before my life, <laughs> I like the way you said that. <laughs> wait, wait, I never. Okay, that's that's dope. I'm glad you have not, because it's definitely something you don't want to experience. Yeah. Um, when you guys enter, when you guys um had your your confrontation with the cops, or when they pulled you over, did you at any point feel in fear that you might not make it out of the situation alive, or did was you you know what I'm saying? Were you afraid? Were you were you you feeling good that you know what I'm saying? How did you feel? I was confused, afraid. Wow. You no, know, because I'm like I was driving the speed limit. 
And you know where the area I was in, um, they have those speedometers on the side of the road that right. also you know catch the speed of you know every car that passes by. Mm-hmm. So I know I was good on that end too. So you he, feel like it he was got behind, no reason. Yeah, he, the thing was he got behind me, and I was like, okay, I switched the lane, and he switched with me. So I was like, okay, what's going on? So I'm guessing he was looking for a reason so, to put me over. So you automatically just knew it was some BS. You knew like this man is just trying to pull me over and. Yeah. Trail, did you feel in fear for your life or you 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 knew that you would be good? Is he still on the phone? Oh wait, his phone hung up. <laughs> he not oh he's still on here. No, he's still here. He's at the studio currently dealing with a client, so he might be Oh yeah, yeah, you're good. Okay, we're gonna continue on. We're gonna continue. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You're back. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. Did you hear anything I said? No, no, no. Oh, I, I was saying, um, yeah. yeah, I was saying, um, at that time, like the time I told y'all, you know, it definitely was something that came about it. Me being, you know, a bit afraid, especially knowing what happens in environments like I grew up in, mm-hmm. um, little, little suburbs or, you know, country places or places in, in uh, underdeveloped places that, you know, you have cops who just go out and they go out and just do their thing uh, because they are the law and they go about and operate how they feel they can operate instead okay. of operating morally, you know, so definitely that puts a fear in your heart growing up, seeing certain things, knowing certain things. And then you have a siren or lights behind you, and the red, white, and blue doesn't signify your freedom. Correct. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that's deep. So I want to ask you guys, because it's very important. Do you, do you guys know your rights when the cop pull you over? Do you know your rights? Do you know your First Amendment right? Do you know your, your you know what I'm saying, your Sixth Amendment right? Do you know what they can and cannot do? Because some people just get ran over by the cops. They don't think they, that they have no control. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That and if you let them know that you're educated, they know that Oh, I can't, I can't mess over this person because they know a little something. You know what I'm saying? Right. I do see in a lot of cases where people record and they show their education, and cops look retarded, <laughs> and, you know, because they're actually dealing with some people who are educated. Now, there's some people who fall into the boat to where yes, they are educated, but their pride gets in the way. Right. You know, and. It, these are the people who actually hurt us um, because yes there are cops who do best with you there are cops who actually follow their routine there are cops who do check things uh, due to their perception of suspicion you know so it, of course if we follow a protocol how we're supposed to follow and, and we our, our goal as blacks our goal as minorities yes. should be to make it out of the situation, not to cause the situation to elevate to become something worse. Yes, we don't. I... Unfortunately, we don't. We don't share the same, the same rights in a sense as white people. I've seen so many videos where a white person that would do the same thing as a black person would do wouldn't even get as much as tased. Absolutely, we gonna get into that. We gonna get into that. But I want you guys to know, like the listeners, also, like you know, what I'm saying. It don't matter how the, how much the cop is disrespecting you, you know what I'm saying? They still have a gun, and in most cases, we do not, you know what I'm saying? So just comply with the orders they give you. Like, you know I said I was I was mad because he asked me for my ID? I didn't show him any of my anger because they see us as a threat anyway. So if you, true, definitely, very show true. Their, if you definitely show your frustrations or even get a little angry, they're going to feel like, oh, this is a threat. I, I can shoot him. I need to kill him. I need to take this threat out, you know what I'm saying? So just comply as much as you can. And I know we're going to get to it later, but I know it's people that have complied with officers' orders, you know what I'm saying, so Johnny, from point A to point Z, and have still getting killed, have still gotten killed by them. So, you know what I'm saying? But at least give yourself a fighting chance to, to make it out alive. Don't, don't, you know what I'm saying, and fuel the situation more than it has to be. 
Now, can you refuse to give the uh, officer your ID if you're sitting in the back and you're not the driver? You said, did I? No, I said, can you? Oh, no, no, no. Okay, the part, the proper protocol, if an officer pulls you over, you had a right to ask them, why am I being pulled over? Um, You have a right to request a supervisor to the scene. Uh-huh. You have a right to... You have a right to call nine one one because nine one one calls cannot be erased. So you you will at least have audio of the incident. You you won't have footage, but you'll have audio. Um, you have a right to um, you know, of course, if they ask to search your car um, without a warrant, you had a right when they ask you, um, "Can I search your car?" You can definitely tell them no. You want a search warrant? They cannot search your car without it. You know what I'm saying? Most people get them the consent. Now, once you get them the consent to search your car. It's nothing that you can do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If they find marijuana in your car, they find crack in your car, you're definitely going to jail. But if you get them, you know what I'm saying? If you tell them you want a search warrant, they have to comply with that. Um, in the case that you do get arrested, when they ask you questions, you do not have to answer their questions at all. You can say you want an attorney. That's your Sixth Amendment right. You have a right to an attorney. You know what I'm saying? Um, they have to reach your Miranda rights. If they do not read your read you your Miranda rights, do not say anything. Don't don't um don't tell them. Oh, you forgot to read read me my rights because they supposed to already know that. So what you do is if they don't read you your rights. When you talk to your attorney, you tell them they did not read you your rights, and whatever they find, they cannot use against you because I'm gonna you have- ask you a question, Elijah. I don't mean I mean uh, yeah. uh Johnny. I don't mean to interrupt you, right? But do you know? If they're supposed to read you your Miranda rights at the time of your arrest? Um, yeah. Okay. So once, okay. First of all, I want you guys to know, cause this is, people get this confused when it's a difference between being detained and being arrested, being detained means you're being held until they find evidence to arrest you. So when they detain you, do not freak out. You're not arrested. Now, when they say the words, you are now under arrest, right after they say that, they have to reach your Miranda rights. If they do not, then don't say anything. Just tell your attorney later on. You know what I'm saying? But yes, once they say you're under arrest, your Miranda rights come after that. Um, and That's tell- wonderful. And, yeah. and, and the thing is, I've I realized here in Fort Bend County, um, Unfortunately, because I've talked to a lawyer about it, I've been through uh, um, the system, um, and um, they never read me my rights when I was arrested. So I believe their cover up was in in their their um what do they call it? It's a court. Like the day, the next day, you get um arrested they show you what you're charged for and mm-hmm. everything else of that nature mm-hmm. the judge comes and then reads those rights to you then so right. um but like i said at the time of my arrest at that immediate time i was never read my rights but my lawyer did tell me that some of the things that you do see some of it is bullshit yeah, absolutely. Some and of them, some, they, they, they work their way around the law that they create, they and it's crazy. They do. This is in the Constitution, guys. This is something they supposed to abide by. You know what I'm saying? This is in written stone. It's in stone, bro. Like, they be really finding loopholes. Like, I heard um, my professor told us that his client got arrested. They did not read him his rights. He got arrested um, three times in his life. The third time, they didn't read him his rights. And he told the judge at the time when he was in the courtroom um, during trial that they didn't read him his rights. And the judge said, well, you should already know your rights because you've been arrested three times. That's not how this works, though. You know what I'm saying? Each time somebody gets arrested, you're supposed to read them their rights. So you see how she found the loophole like you should know because you got arrested three times? No, that's not how they're supposed to work. So people do find, you know, little ways to try to justify you getting arrested or you know they don't abide by the rules and i think that's what needs to change in justice system also um but yeah 
So to answer your question, they're supposed to reach your rights after they after they say you're under arrest. Um. So after when you, of course, when you processed, you had a right to an attorney. Um, I'm sure you know, you know, like you have to get a either a court court appointed attorney, one. Um, and then of course after that you go to trial X, Y, and Z. Um, but yeah, guys, that's pretty much your rights. So any of you guys know those rights, or you kind of just knew some of them, or? I was me too, for real. So. Oh, you were. Okay, that's great. I'm glad. See, I like educating people, especially the the black race, because a lot of people do not know their rights. And I think we should all at least try to study some of them, because well, if not all, because this is, you know, a lot of people get messed over. Yeah, we just got to educate each other, honestly. Educate each other and take it upon yourself to research things, too. You know what I'm saying? Before I even went to school, I would research things. Um, Anything you don't know, Google is your best friend. I always tell people that. <laughs> so... You know what I'm saying? Just go research for yourself. Now, let's get into another topic. I think me and Elijah talked about this on the prior podcast. Um, so let's go back in history. Um, I want to go back to the civil rights era segregation. You know how Martin Luther King was more of a peaceful um protester. He supported, you know, peace at all costs, rather that's you getting um coffee thrown at thrown at you or getting hit with a billy club or dogs attacking you. He said keep marching, you know what I'm saying? Um March to Freedom Without Violence. Okay, so I'm sure you guys know who Malcolm X is. Correct. Malcolm X was more of a, hey, if them niggas, you know, them, if they hit you, hit them back. You know what I'm saying? So he was more of a, quote-unquote, violent pro. He, pro- he promoted violence, quote-unquote. Um, so let's fast forward. If you was back during those times or even now, would you be more on Malcolm X side of fighting fire with fire, or would you want to fight violence with peace? Uh-huh. We're going to start with... Uh-huh. Let's start with uh, uh-huh. Um, Me, personally, is I'm a peaceful person now, but if it was back then, All right. you know, when you put me in a situation like that, of course, your human nature is going to come out and, you're, you know, you're going to want to fight back. Right. Absolutely. Um, I definitely think, okay, let's go to the next person. Elijah. Mm-hmm. So, like, like we talked about in the uh, other podcast, maybe, like, maybe when I was younger, yeah, I would be on, you know, Martin Luther King's side and, 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 and be <laughs> peaceful. But now, like, how the world is going, I'm I'm more on Malcolm X side, like bro, like how how long are we gonna sit here and be peaceful, you know, before we actually fight back? And I feel like uh, Malcolm X is the way to go because apparently they don't care about us or our safety as they supposed to. So I feel. So you feel like basically you feel like you should fight back. You will be more on Malcolm X side. Elijah, you there? Cause, 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 think about okay, it. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm here. Just, just think about mm-hmm. it. Say, say, I right, say you in school, right? right. And uh, somebody constantly hitting you. You know, you you go tell a teacher. Okay, they be like, you know what? Don't do nothing. You go tell your parent. They be like, oh, don't don't do nothing. Just ignore it. They keep hitting you. They keep hitting you. You know, and you know, like Kilo said, uh, human nature is gonna kick in. You gonna kick? You gonna get to the point where you like, fuck what they talking about. <laughs> this nigga keep hitting me upside my damn head. So I'm gonna knock. This, I'm gonna knock his ass out. You know. So even. <laughs> Like, I definitely like okay. If I was back in because you know, I think black people were afraid that you know, if I hit him back, you know, it's more of them than it's more of me, which is very logical, you know what I'm saying? But I would rather die being somebody's ass than to die not fighting back. Mm-hmm. If you get what I'm saying, <laughs> like, if you throw some coffee right. on me, I'm literally mm-hmm. gonna try to kill your ass, and whether you kill me or not, I'm gonna leave a mark, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, 
I, I think that's the logic that mm-hmm. black people back in the day had. You know, they were scared that they was going to die that day. They would still respond. Okay, so, Mark, how would you, mm-hmm. you know, how would you, you did say with two it? different which, which time, which uh, uh, two different uh, errors in the sense if we were in the day of Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, of course, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, that's definitely different from the time we live in now. Um, but I, I'm mm-hmm. going to say this. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to answer your question, trust me. Those were both necessary. One attracted okay. a specific group. The other attracted a specific group. But it got the attention, period. Now, whenever you do stuff, is there a message behind it? What is your message? I've seen a lot of people that call themselves protesting, but they don't protest with a purpose. Mm-hmm. You, like, for instance, Absolutely. we have people that went in and, and, and caused chaos at a store. But them oh, causing great. the chaos at the store, what was their purpose? Maybe the main purpose was to be like, hey, you killed one of our community. We will burn down community over one of ours. But is everybody, but is everybody involved in it with the same mindset? Or did some of them be like, oh, I just want to get something out of this. I just want, I just want to, uh, I just want to get a TV out of here. Still some clothes I've always been thinking about stealing. You know, what is your purpose behind it? Now, of course, back then, some people had to fight. There was wars to be won. There was battles to be won in order for the one, um, for us to be free. You know, whenever we was emancipated, they, not everybody caught the memo, you know. And some people didn't want mm-hmm. to let go of slavery. Of course, eventually... You know, everything caught on. It had to be wars won. It had to be legal things going on to make sure everybody abided. I mean, it, it, it's so big. Let, let me, let me, let me un- let help people understand the spectrum of how big it is, right? This separation right. and segregation of, of, uh, of minorities was so big that a whole country was finna split. Now, that should show you how much power mm-hmm. a minority really has. Because you have somebody who's trying to fight for the minority's freedom and to fight to keep minorities yeah. enslaved and chained so they couldn't break free and know what they know. Be in the same position that they could be. Be business owners, be teachers, be educators, professors, doctors. They didn't want Absolutely. you making money that they made. They didn't want to share the same workspace that they shared with you. They didn't want to be ran by the minority. Absolutely. So in order for in order for that to happen, there had to be some war and there had to be some peace. The war might have came first in order for the peace to came to come. Hmm. Okay. Okay, Mark. Okay, he coming with he's spitting, bro. <laughs> Y'all listening? <laughs> bro, he's spitting past the mark. Great job, bro. So they, they speak things into existence. Ministry okay, so is I the know. thing that I do. So <laughs> that's that's best. Yes. Yes. Pat, he sounds like an activist, bro. He like my, like Malcolm X, like for real. Um. I want to ask you guys this. I know it's kind of off topic, but it does have something to do with the topic, sort of. Um, I know you got, both of you guys are artists, okay? Do you, you know what I'm saying? Do you guys know, I'm sure you guys know Kanye West. Do you believe that slavery was a choice? Because Kanye West did say that, guys. I quote. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys think slavery was a choice? A choice in what way? Well, Kanye West Kanye West's logic is that um, 
the slaves could have, you know, right. ran or they all could have collectively beat the masses. Um, they could have outnumbered the masses. They chose to get on that ship. They chose to come to America. Willing. That was his logic. He said, his logic is that basically huh? if we would have joined together and beat them, that we could have overcame them, overpowered okay, them. Okay, I will say this. I ship. will say you know this. A lot of times when you deal with Kanye, you deal with radicals, right? Everybody in, in this right. podcast can agree right. that, right? Now, right. I could see right. that happening. When you have a, a group of us, and that's the problem yeah. today, we don't even want to get together today. We could become something big if we could get together. But no, we still got to be separated and segregated among, amongst ourselves. We got all these different games, but nobody wants to come together. We still complain about the government. We still complain about the police. But you know what? We're not coming together dealing with these threats. And we're still seeing each other as a threat. But let me let me get back to that. Correct. Uh, um, so, yes, we could have we we could have chose the runaway. We could have chose this. We could have chose that. But everything was the perception of things, right? Right, and that's why I try to tell people: you don't know what you would have done if you was a slave. We don't. They didn't have the same mindset as, as us. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have as many books, access, like access to the internet. They didn't right. have the knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Slaves weren't even allowed to read. So you can't say you can't speak from for them. For them, right. you know what I'm saying? You were not in their shoes. In, in certain um, aspects, I could agree with Kanye because it is a choice. Your choice is derived off of your perception, how you perceive things. If you see that slavery is the only way I'm going to live today, then that's what you're going to do. You're going to stay. But if you're going to be like, you know what, I want to get away and make a difference, you're going to make moves. You're going to make moves. So who was the biggest, who was one of the biggest people who helped those people who wanted to move away from slavery that we know of today, Underground Railroad, hints a hint. Exactly. Yeah. Here you took me. It's a choice. What are you good? She put herself in, in, in the front line in, in instances, you know? In the line of fire, yeah. Uh, a big part of it today, too, and it's still the same today, is fear. Fear. Yeah. I was just about to say that. I'm so because glad you said that. Even, even looking at it from the artist's perspective, mm-hmm. coming up as an artist, you want to be under a record label. You, you know, you want to be signed to somebody somebody who's basically controlling your every move you know we can't come together as minority and say hey we can do this and we can do this way better than they do it let's come together and really uplift each other at the same time man and fear started all of dated back to slavery also the masters used to literally you know hang a slave and then show the other slaves like if you do this this is going to happen to you you know what i'm saying so this was impeded way back 500 years ago mm-hmm. this and just start now a lot of the customs that we have now are because they're dated back from our ancestry you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. even even colorism which we i'm gonna talk about that in the later podcast mm-hmm. but colorism even dates back to slavery because as people probably know the light skins were inside, the dark skins were outside. So that created a superiority. The light skins feel like they're better because we're inside. You know what I'm saying? Even though y'all both are in slavery, because you're inside, you feel better than your than the other, you know what I'm saying, than the same race as you. And this is where colorism comes in. This is why, you know, the light skin, dark skin complex comes from. Um it's a lot of things that people don't know, you know what I'm saying, that's traced back to our ancestry. But, Mark, what was you saying? Was I saying something? Yeah, you were saying um, about the underground, how Harriet Tubman made the decision to want to change despite what everybody right, else was right. doing. It, 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 in senses, it was a choice. It was a choice of what you have to do for you, though. And some people, Absolutely. some people did think about others. Some people did want to help others. Some people were motivated to help others. Some people sacrificed for others. There's names we probably won't even know. 
that made a sacrifice for others. But at the end of the day, for no matter right. what you go through, I believe you have a choice. You do. But in a radical sense, um, well, in a less radical sense, I'd say I would agree with Kanye. In a less radical sense, not to his extent, but you know, I see you do have saying, a choice. Yeah. That's okay, guys. Let's let's get into this topic here. We're gonna get back on the subject. Um. So as you guys probably know, as the world probably know, the killing of George Floyd kind of sparked a lot of, you know, anger, sadness amongst the black people, amongst even minority. Um, you know how the, you know, the minority people were, you know, looting and tearing up Target. And do you feel like violence is the way we're going to get hurt? Or do you feel like being peaceful is the way to get hurt? Or do you feel like we're not going to get hurt at all? We're going to go down the line. Elijah, how you feel? Um, let me think. So, I feel like I feel as though it, it, it can be possible. It is possible. Mm-hmm. If we just, you know, keep a clear goal, you know, why are we coming together? You know, um, Mark said it best, like, you know, everybody has a different um, purpose as to why they're doing something. So I I feel like if we all come together and we actually, you know, agree on the same goal and the same mission to get whatever we want done and we, you know, Mm -hmm. see that throughout the whole, you know, agenda of whatever we're doing, then I feel like, you know, it could be... It could be, okay. it could be changed so you, you if feel, we all okay. come together. I think so. Kilo, how do you feel, sir? Honestly, I mean, violence has been tried. Speaking up has been tried. A peaceful way has been tried. I mean, it, like like Elijah said, it can happen. I believe it's possible. Very much possible. It's just okay. we have to come together as a people right. and really sit down and you know. Look inward and figure out what what can we really do to move forward. Yeah. Okay, pass the mark. <laughs> yeah. Yes, <sir>. Um, <laughs> you said between violence and peace, as I did say before. Um, sometimes to get peace, mm-hmm. it has to be war. Not invoking people oh. to go out and cause chaos. But saying right. that there's some battles that need to be fought. Now, how can we fight those battles properly? Mm-hmm. How can we be properly equipped to get the message across? Not all battles are fought yeah. physically. Right. Even there are peaceful battles. There are peaceful battles. There are. But whether it be from mm-hmm. words to physical, there's still battles. There's still wars. So, in order to be able to get to that peace, we got to go through the disorder, the chaos, to get people to understand and see. Now, this is the part that I do like right here. And this shows the progress that we've came Mm -hmm. from and that we should never forget because we do forget and we take it for granted that we've gotten to a point to now there's not only all black people just marching about this purpose. We got white people involved right, too. Right. So we know we came from something. We did. So I, uh, one thing I don't want us to do as black people is say all white people it is. All people cops are racist. It is. No, yes. there's still people who are still that and there's people who understand that we've moved on from that. We don't have to be stuck Absolutely. in the loophole. Or, or, the, or what we were before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I agree. Not everybody is everything. You know what I'm saying? Um, it was a case to where, you know, after the killing of Michael Brown, I believe, it was a, a cop that he shot um like eight, you know, white officers in the head. Like, you know, um, execution style and he did it because he said 
he was angry that they were killing our black people. So he just shot like eight random officers. And I just want our black people to know that everyone is, what if you shot eight, you know what I'm saying, officers that actually was for the movement? You know what I'm saying? You can't look at every white person as a bad person. And white people, you can't look at every black person as a person that's going to be right. harmful. You know what I'm saying? You have to take everybody for who they are, not for what you see on TV. And I think the media has a huge part and, in, in social. In, yes, and social media has a huge part in persuading an audience to think that to think one way. You know what I'm saying? So I I offer y'all to think outside the box, think outside of what you see, and actually get to know people. You know what I'm saying? And you will probably learn that this person is a good person. So we're going to start. I have one more question for you guys. Um, let's go back to um, the me and Elijah spoke on this also. The Capitol building incident where the white people bombarded the Capitol building, the Caucasian people. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think if black people would have done that, do you think it would be the same outcome? Oh, no. And this is gonna. This is shows the the divide between races. Do you think if black people would have ransacked that building, do you think we would have made it out alive? Let's go down the line. Elijah, I think you said um, you didn't. You didn't think so. No, I don't think so, because bro, mm-hmm. if like like I said on the on the on the other uh, episode, right, bro, if we was to, you know, bombard, you know, a government building. Right. We would be, be all, you know, carried out in body bags, bro. So I don't think, you know, if I don't think if it was switched around, we would get Absolutely the same treatment we as carried out. how they handled Sent it. Sent to the morgue. Kilo, <laughs> Kilo, you said no. That, Mark, that situation showed us. And I put this in, in bold letters, white privilege. Yes, yes, Kilo, speak. Speak on that. Speak on that. We're going to get into that, too. Right. White privilege. Oh. It's a such mm-hmm. thing. Um, <laughs> Pastor Mark. Mm, what, what, so what, what exactly is the question? Do you think? I said, like, the, if you, okay, you know the Capitol building incident when the white people, you know, intruded the Capitol building. Do you think if black people would have did the same thing that it would be the same result? Like, do you think we would have even be, been able I mean, to enter we, the building without being harmed? I mean, assume that's definitely inside job. I mean, um, so <laughs> I if so us too. black people could get somebody on the inside, maybe. But uh, I think other, uh, there, there could be other protocol, too, for people <laughs> of our skin and color, as you did say before, we are deemed as a threat to a lot of people. So, um, I, I did see this, right? I seen this. I, I want to quote it right. Um, mm-hmm. I might paraphrase it. Um, it, it, it was saying to, to an extent as, we're not asking you to shoot them like you shoot us. We're asking you to not shoot us like mm. you didn't shoot them. Mm. Yes. Mm. Oh, that. Oh. Mm. Oh. Hold on, Pastor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> I want you guys. Can you re- please re-say that phrase? Because these people need to hear the listening. It, it, it was said that we're not asking you to shoot them like you shoot us. We're asking you not to shoot us like you didn't shoot them. Didn't they cause harm to an officer or something like that? Yeah. And 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 that, you know. Yeah. So the yeah. thing is, what? you know, and and I believe what wasn't there like a black person there or something like that. It was they were there, but it was mostly predominantly yeah. the you know uh, the white people. So, right. in, in in that yes. case and instance, if it was all the minority, then definitely would have been put into a position to where military would have been there, assault rifles, shotguns, tear gas, all that stuff. There would have been nothing lethal 
held back. Absolutely. In a lot of senses, we 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 could at least guess that, you know. I mean, because we we technically don't exactly know because we weren't there, you know. So all we could do is assume and perceive right. something. So, and a lot of times from history, you go back through history and look at it. That's what it seems to be like. So we can only perceive from where we came from and what we've seen through history. So I can see where a lot of people would say, no, we wouldn't be treated the same. I can see to where they'd be like, no, we'd be shot on sight. Hmm. 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 I I feel that. I understand that. That's that's a good logic way to think about it. Um. So this is the very last question. I know this is a good. I feel like this is a dope podcast. I feel like a lot of people are gonna learn. Um. Starting with myself, the question is: What would you like to see change amongst our race? What would you like to? What would you like to change? Like, what would you like our black people to do differently? Um. And maybe we'll see a little progress. Um, for myself, I would like our black people to, um, most of all, love one another because I feel like we don't, mm. um, as much as we should, um, you know, uplift each other instead of tear each other down. I know it's it was taught back in the day, you know what I'm saying? I know it was, you know, impeded on us through slavery, you know. Um, but I want each of us to learn to love each other in black on black. Um, violence is definitely something like we take each other out before they even have to take us out. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I think love is definitely a big thing that could change the whole perspective. Um, Elijah, what do you think we should change? Um, first, I think we should start with ourselves, try to change ourselves first. Before we try to change anything, that's basically what I think right. we should, uh, you know, change ourselves first. You know, get out the get out certain uh, mindsets that's that's like you know preventing us from even, you know, even having a thought of trying okay. to change some somebody. Kilo? You know? Um. So, yeah. Two things: support. I love to see us support each other in everything we do, um, you know, not just business-wise, you know, from this whole riot. Everyone, you know, afterwards came and said, you know, hey, let's support black businesses, but let also let's let us also support each other as human beings and as a, as you know, collective group. Oh, okay. Last but not least, Pastor Mark, what do you think? Um, it's been said that the strongest drug, the strongest feeling emotion is love. Mm. 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 And, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna go there. Forget it. I don't care whether you're religious. I don't care who you are. <laughs> the thing is, Go ahead, pass. Love biblically <laughs> is a choice. The choice that you make in order mm. to sacrifice something you have for something, someone else. In the sense, you being spiritually, you can call it mindfulness. How mindful can you be to somebody else? Do you always have to retaliate? Do you always have to think everybody mm. is it is trying to downgrade you and attack you and take everything you got. No, there are people out there. Not everyone's trying to disrespect you, get on your bad side or everything else, but can you see it clearly? And even if they are, how can you move away from that? Because the big and bad guys don't come from the fights you win physically. It comes from the fights you walk away from. Because guess what? That means, number one, Ooh. you're still living. Ooh. Number two, your pride is put aside, your ego Amen. is put aside. Now, the enemy might actually be thinking about you more. And then it's like, what's up with this guy? So two things could happen. He could get either more mad or be curious about it. And then you like, you know what? I was in the wrong. Because sometimes you got to get people to see 
like I didn't do things right. And sometimes we react off the of impulse and we got to quit that as a society. We do. But, but to get to the point, unity, unity, we do. unity, unity with our culture. I agree with Elijah. Unity in our culture, because how can we unify with another culture if we're not together? I can't stand, if I can't stand to the left or the right of my brother without a, a, us having to pull a gun on each other, then that's an issue. And a lot of that is, of course, coming from the games we see. You, you, I mean, you know, it, it's dealing with, a, right. a, um, I rep this set, I rep that set, but why can't we rep the black community? Oh, and, 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 and we go out, we can thug it out. We can thug it out, but we can't rep BLM to its fullest extent. And can y'all stop saying that, like, the people that say, every time we say Black Lives Matter, I talked about this on my other podcast, people that say All Lives Matter. First of all, Black Lives Matter, we're saying that we want equality. We're not saying that we're better than any other life. We're saying we want to count as a person. I feel like we don't even count as people. Like, you know how many people think I killed and they, the, the person that killed them don't even go to jail? The cop don't even go to jail? You know what I'm saying? They get paid leave? Like, I, we don't even count as humans in most cases. You know what I'm saying? So that's what the movement is about. We're not saying that we're better than the white life, the Indian life. The you know what I'm saying, any life we're just saying can we count? We can we can we be equal? Can and we I think, yes, can we can we please just be equal? Yeah. Um. um but continue. I definitely agree with that because that that's that's what our ancestors have been fighting for, and unfortunately, because yeah. of certain things, we forget we forget where we came from. We forget where we came from. We forgot that we had to fight to get here, so we take this for granted. So now we're stuck on, yeah. I'm repping this set, I'm repping this street, F everybody else. No, 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 no. We are all indigenous. We are all in oppression together. So if we can find a way how to get us together, then we can find a way for other people to join us together or join together with us because they can see not a lot of discord amongst ourselves. Because, I mean, when you look on it too, it's not just police killing us, it's us killing us too. So when they see the discourse, discord amongst us, all, all the dissonance amongst us, it's like, well, how can we get together with these people if they're all acting like monsters. Now, of course, that goes to the extreme, but people take it there. In some form of fashion, you do take it there. Not everybody is always the optimist. Not everybody is always seeing the reality of, of everything on different spectrums. People take it to the radical or conservative side a lot of times. It's hard to find the in-between. So us coming out of our box and understanding in certain different and different spectrums that, hey, not this world doesn't, doesn't just evolve around me. We get so individualistic in our black community, we forget <laughs> that in order for us to come out of slavery, it took a collective movement. So to move anywhere else, what do Absolutely. you think it's going to take? Now, how Us can we join forces? forces? Right, right, how right. can we get these gangs to come together and stop killing each other? How can we get regular people from the low class to join people in the black community that are in the high class too? Because you find dissonance and separation there too. But that's all going to start from where? The mindset. We got to get out of a poverty mindset. We got to get out of an enslaved mindset. Yes, that's why man. we're still here. Mm. But that's why we are here today mm. where we are. But we have progressed. 
Right. We do need to be thankful for that. Hmm. But think about how we can continue to progress. Everybody, everybody collectively. Because some people get comfortable where they are. And you shouldn't be, honestly. Whew. That's dangerous. So I want you guys to. I'm. A, I'm I know that was supposed to be the last question, but this this is, I think, a big one too. Um, are you guys aware of what what Juneteenth means? With what means Juneteenth? The oh, holiday. Sure. June. Mark, you know Elijah. Well, Elijah probably won. It's a. It's okay. Juneteenth. Is no, the slaves were freed. You know what I'm right. saying? When we got our 13th Amendment. That's why we celebrate Juneteenth as black people. Now, I want you guys to know, a lot of black people don't know this, but the 4th of, the 4th of July, during the 4th of July, black people were not free. We were still slaves. You know what I'm saying? So I want us to celebrate Juneteenth more. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying stop celebrating the 4th of July. I'm just saying we have to know our history. Because a lot of people celebrated the 4th of July Facts. and didn't even know what Juneteenth was. They were black. And I'm like, during this day, the U.S. were, the people, you know, the U.S. won their freedom, but your ancestors were still enslaved. So we need to celebrate Juneteenth more. We need to get more in tune with our culture, learn about our culture. Um... I plan on going to the African American Museum in Washington, D.C. I recommend all listeners, if you're a minority, you know what I'm saying? I recommend you going to that museum. Um, it's very educational, very, you know, you learn so much about your history, um, your ancestry. Um, it's really like a timeline. Like you, you literally enter the museum and it starts off at slavery. And then, of course, it builds up to segregation to, you know, Barack Obama being the first black president. I recommend anybody going to that museum. Um, but yeah, I just want our black people to know our history. And um, that's pretty, that pretty much concludes this podcast. I want to thank all each one of y'all for joining this podcast, taking the time out your day to educate our people. Um, could y'all please tell the people your social media accounts or whatever y'all want people to know? Starting with Elijah. Um, follow me on Twitter at I am Elijah Smith, E-L-I-J-A, no H, Smith. Follow me on Instagram, same thing. I am Elijah Smith, no H, and Elijah. Also, okay, check okay. out the Black Boy Talks podcast. Let's get it. Kilo. Hey, ladies hey, and gentlemen, it's your boy, my TK. <laughs> Find me on every single platform. Yeah. I'm Twitter at Real Kilometers all across the board. Uh, stay tuned. I got some amazing music on the way with your forte. You guys are going to love it. Yes, bro. Yes, yes, yes. And Kilo is a dope editor. He, for the guys, that, for people that's asking who edited my um, YouTube videos that I'm going to bring back also, um, I'm getting a lot of people that want them back. He, ed- he definitely edited my videos. He came up with the intro. Everybody was dying over that intro. They was like, who made it? Like, he's the guy. So please hit him up if you want a dope intro. Um, he does charge a fee, you know what I'm saying? We we ain't doing nothing for free around here. So we can work something. Yeah, <laughs> we can work something out, bro. He reasonable. He ain't gonna try to cut your pockets, bro. You know what I'm saying? Um, but he's definitely a dope person. Elijah, you know, we, we got history. Um, Mark, please drop um your info on Twitter. IG at Trill Forte once again T R E A L not T R I L L. It's Trill Truth and Reality T R E A L F O R T E on Instagram and Twitter. Um, also, if you want to follow me on Facebook, it's Mark Fitzgerald M A R K F I T Z G E R A L D. And you'll see it in parentheses. It'll say Trill Forte. You can also follow uh, artist page Trill Forte, as said before, T-R-E-A-L-F-O-R-T-E. Absolutely, please don't forget to follow Leading Legacy. Leading Legacy on uh, it's on every everywhere you can find it too. Leading Legacy on IG is Leading Legacy Twenty. Um, 
also in my right kilo, it's the same for Twitter too. Um, you can find Correct. us also yes, on um, <laughs> on Facebook, um, Leading Legacy LLC, I believe. Um, yes, we are official. Yes, we sir. ain't just a group. We official. So, and don't and don't forget to check out our merch as well. Trilogy. Nah, we got the paperwork. We like they really on their guard, bro. Like you know what I'm saying. We really official. They have the paperwork. Like you know what I'm saying. I'm so right. proud to be a part of this group. I'm so um, proud, you know, to be introduced to you guys. Um, Faison, he's not in the podcast, but yes, he definitely came through and introduced me to some cool people. Um, I think the group is dope as hell. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we definitely are a family. And for us three, us four to be on this podcast, it definitely shows that, you know, we could come together um, as as one people. So, last chance. Anything trilogy else you want to say? Trilogy 2. Don't forget about Trilogy Pros. Um, you can follow us trilogy. on Instagram, Trilogy, T-R-E-A-L-O-G-Y, the study of truth and reality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Merch, the link in the bio. Go check out the link in the bio. Go check out the merch we have. We have hoodies, sweaters. More merch coming soon. Yes, sir. You know it. Once again, I want to thank you guys for being a part of this cast. Um, Thank um, you for having us on here. Absolutely. Why not? Uh, We're going to do this more often, guys. I feel like everybody spoke very until like we really had something to bring to the table. Um and yeah, I fuck with all y'all. Y'all like y'all cool peeps. So thank you guys for tuning in to Black Kid Thoughts, the only podcast designed for the maximum. We'll see y'all later. Yeah. To the minimum. Peace.